this horrible year never end? Happy New Year, divers. Coming to you from Studio D, this is the Deep Dive Microcast. I'm Tom Feeney, raconteur, connoisseur of fine, sparkling apple ciders, and writer for Wang's Chop Movie Magazine. This is the companion series of the Deep Dive Podcast, where myself and my co-host, Manda, look at the lesser-known, maybe obscure, and perhaps forgotten offerings available on streaming media services. On this microcast, we'll dive into the history of how we celebrate New Year's, the traditions both old and new. So put on your satin sash that reads 2021, and let's ring in the new year. Since Western civilization began using the Julian calendar, and after that the Gregorian calendar, we've been celebrating the end of the old year and the beginning of the new one. I think it's safe to say that many people are looking forward to 2021 since 2020 was, to put it mildly, an unmitigated disaster of a year. Every culture has its own traditions when it comes to celebrating the arrival of the new year. Most of these revolve on ways to bring good luck in the next 12 months. There's an Irish tradition called banging bread, where you bang loaves of Christmas bread on your door to warn famine to stay away for the coming year. In Spain, people attempt to eat 12 grapes during the 12 strokes of midnight. If you finish before the chimes stop, you'll have good luck for the whole year. Now in Romania, hundreds of people dress up in bear skins. That's the skins of bears, not their own bear skin. Um, this is to scare away bad luck, I think. Now, well, speaking of bear skin, all around the world on New Year's Day, brave souls participate in the polar bear plunge. That's where you willingly dive into icy waters with a group of other crazy people. I'll pass. Now, there are other kinds of traditions surrounding the new year. Some are food-related, some are historically significant, and some that are just plain weird. Yes, I'm looking at you, baby New Year. So if Santa Claus is the personification of Christmas, at least in a secular fashion, then the baby New Year is the representation of the birth of a brand new year. It makes sense in a way. Babies represent new life and new beginnings. Many cultures look at babies born at the beginning of a new year as symbols of hope, not to mention a certain infant that was said to have been born on Christmas Day. But how did we get from that universal concept to an infant in a diaper, a top hat, and a sash with the year on it? Well, you can thank one Joseph Christian Leyendecker for that. Leyendecker was an illustrator for the Saturday Evening Post, one of the most popular and long-lived magazines in American history. Leyendecker began a tradition of drawing adorable babies in various amusing situations. These illustrations graced the covers of the magazine every January. But it wasn't until 1937 that Leyendecker drew the cover that would become synonymous with Baby New Year. That cover featured a chubby baby boy sporting a top hat 
while carrying a cowbell and blowing a horn to celebrate the new year. It was that iconic cover which cemented the concept of Baby New Year in modern culture. Now, what's kind of creepy about it is that Baby New Year is typically seen with Father Time, usually depicted as a decrepit old man who is essentially the old year about to die. That's fun. Speaking of fun, for many partygoers, nothing tops New Year's Eve. For adults, the night means noisemakers, fireworks, copious amounts of alcohol, and bad decisions. To paraphrase an old saying, if you remember what you did New Year's Eve, you didn't do it right. Now, as kids, many of us tried desperately to stay up until midnight so we could celebrate the new year at home and share a plastic champagne flute filled with that ever-present Martinelli's sparkling apple cider. Now, if you were a homebody on New Year's Eve, there was always the Times Square celebration on TV. The dropping of a giant ball in New York City's Times Square at the stroke of midnight is perhaps the most iconic symbol of the New Year's Eve celebration in the United States. The event was created in 1907 by the owner of the New York Times, who wanted his brand new building to be the center of the city's attention. Over time, the ball itself has gone from being a decidedly low-tech 700-pound iron and wood ball to a crystal icosahedral geodesic sphere whew, that's 12 feet in diameter and weighing in at nearly 12,000 pounds. The New Year's Eve ball has dropped every year since 1907, except for two years. Which ones? The answer after a short break. The best New Year's and New Year's parties begin at Safeway, where Safeway meats, cheese, produce, dairy products, and seasonings combine with your ingenuity to create a buffet worth celebrating. The company's here, and so is Safeway, with Craigmont mixes, party pride nuts, potato chips, pretzels, and all the ingredients for the happiest of New Year parties. Happy New Year, everyone, from all of your friends at Safeway. Since we're neighbors, let's be friends. Safeway! And we're back. So which two years were absent the traditional New Year's Eve ball drop? Well, they were two consecutive years, 1942 and 1943. Why? Well, during World War II, security blackouts caused the drop to be suspended for those two years. Instead, the stroke of midnight was marked by one minute of silence. For 90 years, the ball had been lowered manually by six men using cables. In 1996, a computerized lowering system was installed and failed. The ball stopped halfway through its descent and was delayed several seconds, causing a temporal paradox which still haunts us to this day. No, 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 not really. In 20 seconds, and it hits that little white spot at the bottom, the year 1986 will be upon us in just about 10 seconds from now. Once again, for the 14th consecutive year, let's wish you a Happy New Year! If you recognize that voice, you're certainly not alone. 
Since the early 1970s, Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve on ABC has been the most highly watched New Year's Eve celebration on television. Now before Dick Clark, there was another man who ruled the airwaves on New Year's Eve, bandleader Guy Lombardo. Lombardo and his band, the Royal Canadians, became synonymous with New Year's Eve beginning with yearly radio broadcasts that started in 1928 and then moved to television in 1956. Lombardo is credited with popularizing the old Scottish folk song, Old Lang Syne, in the United States. He and his band began the tradition of playing the song at the stroke of midnight every January 1st. Lombardo's arrangement of Old Lang Syne is still used today to usher in the new year. So what does Old Lang Syne mean anyway? Well, it's a Scottish phrase that loosely translates to days gone by or for old time's sake. However you decide to celebrate the new year, we hope you do it safely. We can't afford to lose any of our dozens of listeners. Happy New Year. Let's hope 2021 is a better one for all of us. Thanks for listening. If this is the first time you've heard this podcast and you like it, check out our past episodes and subscribe so you don't miss a single one. And we would really like to hear from you. Drop us a line at the deep dive podcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. You can find links to those on our website, thedeepdivepodcast.com. All clips used in the Deep Dive Microcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. The Deep Dive Microcast is a production of Automaton Studios. Forgot and days alive.